0: Hello, and welcome back to A Bite Out of Bethel, where food is not just a way of gaining nourishment, but a way of sharing culture, memories, and love. Today's guest is Akram Dudari, a preschool teacher in Bethel. Hi, and thank you so much for joining me today. It's such an honor to have you on the show. Uh, Hi, thank you for having me. And if I can ask, what is your ethnicity?
1: Uh, I was born and raised in Iran, so I am Iranian. And please describe your family and the place you grew up. Uh, I am the seventh child in my family of 10. I grew up in Yachtyabad, in the middle of hostel and Bostel of uh, Tehran, uh, capital city of Iran. I lived in Iran until I was uh, 31 years old, and I moved to Bethel. I immigrated here in 2005. The house that we were living was a three-store building uh, with a big yard and then with a big rooftop, uh, which was a partly part of my uh, family living space where we eat dinner and lunch in the rooftop. And then uh, we even sleep at night in the rooftop. So that was Honestly, like a living room. And then uh, I lived with my extended family, including my two grandmothers and then my uh, great uncle. Uh, He was single. He was living in the second floor. And then on the third floor, my dad's brother and his wife, they were living and then on top of all this uh, my like my auntie was living a block away from us my other uncle was living like two blocks away from us and you know we spent time kind of every day
0: together <laughs> so it was really crowded the house where i grew up <laughs> Was the rooftop, was sleeping under it nice? You could see all the stars? Yes,
1: yes. That was beautiful. I have lots of good memories. Like when I was not able to fall asleep, like my sister was sleeping next to me and she was saying, oh, look at the shape of the stars. You can see a sheep, you can see a bird or something like that. So it was fun. (laughs) It sounds so beautiful. (laughs)
0: And what's the dish you'll be talking about today? Yeah, today I decided
1: to introduce a dish uh, that's, uh, the name is shami uh, or kotlet. And some people even call it shami kebab. Uh, And it has, uh, you know, each village or each uh, city, maybe they have their own recipe. But the main recipe that I introduce, I'm going to introduce today, is just, uh, you know, that's just common with everybody, so...
0: So, shami is like a kebab or is it like a... Like a patty. Yeah, it's just like a patty. Who taught you how to make it? So, I
1: think uh, almost uh, once a week, my mom was making it for dinner... Uh, She never specifically taught me how to cook, uh, but because she was always uh, cooking in front of us with observation and, you know, watching her, I learned it. In the corner of the rooftop and even in the yard, uh, we had a little stove, like a camping stove. And uh, my mom used to, you know, fry food and chicken or, you know, make uh, food using that uh, stove because she didn't want a house to smell like a food. I mean, I was playing, for example, in the yard, and I was just watching my mom uh, making that. So uh, this uh, dish, I mean, I still remember how my mom was flipping it between two hands, and she was saying, you need to make kind of measure it by your eye, looking at your palm, and make it the same size as your palm. And I feel, you know, it had a character, the food had a character, I mean,
0: how big mom's hand was, I could see it (laughs) (laughs) on Xiaomi, so... So, growing up, did you have? Well, you said your mom didn't teach you how to cook, but yeah. did any of your siblings help her in the kitchen? I mean, I have to resist All of
1: us were part of uh, preparing for food and cooking. Even when I was like six, seven years old, uh, one of my job was to help my mom uh, take dirt off the herbs that we used to eat, like kind of every day. And the other thing, if you need uh, tomato paste, uh, you make it at home. So so, so my mom would make us to sit in the yard and put in a, you know, a big container full of tomato and ask us, just crush it with your hand. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was 16 or 17 years old, I started to cook for, for the whole family. So like one or two times a week, my mom was saying, OK, today you're going to cook this one. And, you know, indirectly she was saying, but I mean, as I was watching her all the time, and my sisters too, so... We were just doing it and keep asking my mom, okay, what should I do now? How much water should I add? Something like that. So,
0: What foods did you eat growing up, aside from Shami? The central part of Iranian food is uh,
1: rice, meat, uh, especially lamb, and flatbread.
0: And now that you live here and in your own household, what foods do you make now? Yeah, mostly I eat Iranian food. I mean,
1: I'm modifying some of them just because I don't want to eat rice every day. <laughs> <laughs> but each summer, I go to Iran, and when I come back, I bring two luggages full of uh, spice and ingredients I need. so <laughs> So I'm lucky I'm able to do that. Uh, but yeah, so. And I eat lots of fish, and I appreciate that so that I have this opportunity, you know, to have fish in here I need it.
0: And do you primarily uh, cook the food in your house now?
1: Yes, I live alone, so somehow I have to cook.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Has the way that you've cooked, I know you still make a lot of Iranian dishes, but do you substitute mousse or salmon for any of those? Or Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not substituting, but if I
1: want to make a mousse stew, I use Iranian spice. So, for example, if I, if I find mousse meat, which I love, when I want to make a mousse stove, I put a turmeric, lots of onions and garlic and maybe a little bit basil just to take the gamey smell of the mousse and then dried lime and maybe curry powder. So that's how
0: I'm going to cook the mousse meat. <laughs> That sounds really tasty and flavorful. <laughs> <laughs> and if you could recommend another dish from your culture or something that you know how to make, what would yeah. it be? Yeah. Uh, that's going to be
1: chorusht for St. John. Uh, so chorusht means a stew uh, for St. John, so it's just the name. In this dish, uh, you cook uh, chicken breast uh, slowly with uh, uh, ground toasted walnuts and pomegranate m- molasses. Oh, yeah, pomegranate molasses? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 yes. And then, you know, some people like it. A little bit sour, uh, so they don't add sugar. But if you want it more sweet, uh, then you add a little bit sugar. This is yummy. I mean, I I love that. And you eat it over rice with saffron. Yes,
0: I've. <laughs> Maybe this is my my very uh, inexperienced cooking palate. <laughs> but pomegranate molasses yeah. is that? Well, I'm assuming pomegranates grow in Iran. Yeah, yeah, um, we have a lot of them. Yeah. Wow. Is that just a common? Like a sweetener? Like the same way that a lot of people use honey or like brown sugar? Is just pomegranate molasses something? I'm saying
1: it's pomegranate molasses in English. So we have different kind of that. So one of them is like pomegranate paste, actually. So it's really thick. Uh, And then the other one, so it's molasses. Uh, So sometimes you use that to cook chicken, Uh, you know, just to take give the taste of pomegranate to that other than that i mean it's not like honey to use to make your food sweet so you know just certain dish goes with that so does it make sense yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's only so it's for just, certain
0: meats yeah yeah certain meats yeah And how do you think cooking has affected your relationship with your family, your sisters, your mom, or even those around you here?
1: Yeah, I think it made me really close uh, to my family, uh, you know, and my cousin. Because, you know, when you are cooking at home and you have guests, your cousin comes or, you know, you are just cooking for your family, your parents, you know, they like it, they they give you positive feedback. Or sometimes maybe they say, oh, this is too watery. <laughs> <laughs> and those are tips, you know. it just going to bring, I think, laugh, And, you know, it just make more memory for you to carry with you in your life. Uh, and I have a lot of those. Overall, you know, after I immigrated here and I was far from my home, Uh, Honestly, that was the time I uh, recognized how food is important. Uh, And, you know, like, I think before in Iran, I was eating just because it was my job to eat. (laughs) This is lunchtime. I need to eat my food, you know. But when I came here, I realized, you know, oh, I miss that uh, smell. I miss the smell of the bread. I miss the smell of fresh basil, especially here in Bethel, we cannot find it. So that's how I found how food is important to make connection, you know, to other people.
0: <laughs> that's so true. I feel like smells, especially when it comes to food, like you associate so many memories with something. Yeah, yeah. And speaking of memories, do you have any strong stand standout memories about um, either Shami or just cooking at home with your mom?
1: The main uh, memory stands up. We eat uh, together, whole family. I mean, you know, my family was big, uh, but I mean, we tried even for breakfast in Iran is common. It was common and it's still it is. We sit on a rock on the floor and we put a big tablecloth and we eat. I love that. I mean, as a child, I never liked it. And I felt, you know, we are not modern, that we never had a kitchen table (laughs) and chairs. (laughs) And I was jealous to some of my friends. They were saying, oh, we sit at the table and eat food. (laughs) But, you know, we we were a lot of kids, so there was no space for the table. (laughs) That's what I miss, too. So that's a really good memory I have. So even now when I go in Iran, summertime, when I go to Iran, uh, we do that. So we have kitchen table <laughs> now. <laughs> but, you know, I tell my sister, oh, gosh, I don't want to sit there. I want, I just want to sit on the carpet, on the rock, and I want to sit comfortable and eat my food and enjoy it. So.
0: That's sweet. Your sister's like, come to the table. You're like, no, please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she jokes with me, oh, you just came from America. You want to sit on the carpet or something? But that's how we eat now <laughs> when I go in, you know.
0: <laughs> and how, what role do you think food plays in community? Yeah. I, I
1: believe food uh, opens up dialogues and connection between people. The first uh, role I had In my community, was making samosas and selling them at Saturday market. I mean, it was somehow my new identity because, I mean, I I cooked the food, I took it to the culture center, and I just made three pieces of uh, samosas. And then, you know, people immediately line up because of the smell of the curry powder. (laughs) I think it was all over the culture center. And, I mean, I was so excited to see people want to try my food you know I mean it brought me lots of joy on that day because before that I was mostly at home walking and doing some other stuff but I didn't have that much connection but anyway I think it opened up dialogues between me and
0: people (laughs) we miss you okay I miss you I miss your samosas Uh, thank you (laughs) Um.
1: (laughs) And I'm sorry, I'm not cooking it since 2012, I guess. I became a full-time student for my degree in education. And then, you know, I was working full-time. So, and then, you know, you don't cook it for a while. I think you become lazy.
0: I mean, I think it's so fun. You are getting your education and you are going places. And I love that. I just miss your I haven't had it since the last taste of Bethel. And I was like, Three years, <laughs> three years ago? <laughs> yeah, some people ask me, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't cook it for a while. Oh, it's, you're doing you, and that's all that matters. <laughs> if you have anything else that you want to share, either about yourself or your recipe or anything else... Thank you.
1: I want to introduce an Iranian ritual that is related to food. Actually, this is related to many things in Iran, uh, but I'm just going to talk about the part that is related to food. So there is a word uh, in Iran, Iranian language, Farsi, tarov. It's really hard to translate it into English, but I'm going to, you know, just describe it. So... Iranians are not direct in expressing themselves, and they want to use lots of uh, politeness. And even, uh, for example, they don't like something or they want to criticize, they say it really in a political kind of way and politeness. So, like, Iranian invites you for food to their house. You're going to eat, they're going to, you know, offer you and they really want you to feel comfortable like you are at your house. But there is a term, tarof, that there is expectation. So you eat the first round of the food. You need to, you know, say the uh, host, thank you so much. It was so delicious. I ate a lot. I'm so full. Even I cannot move or something like that. And then, you know, the host going to tell you, oh, thank you, don't taruf, that means don't be too polite, <laughs> feel comfortable and eat as much as you want. And then you as a guest, again, you're going to say, oh, it was so delicious and I'm so full, thank you, I cannot have any more. And then the host going to tell you again for second time <laughs> and then the third time and then, you know, you go and assert your... <laughs> The second round of having more rice or meat. I mean, you learn through your, the body language. Does she really mean? I don't need to be too polite. But, you know, this is not going to happen when I go to my sister's house. But if I go to my cousin that I'm not really close to him or her, after I'm done the first round, I'm just not going to go and get more. I'm just going to wait and I'm going to pretend that
0: uh, you know I am so full. <laughs> I do want to go to Iran one day. Can, can we try this? Can I practice? Let's do that. Here. Okay. Um, I'm eating.
1: <laughs> here you go. And you know, we usually, if we have tea or sweet and fruit, we put it in a big tray. We bend in front of them and we offer them. Here you go, please. Oh, no. Thank you. No, I'm so full. <laughs> please don't turn off. I'm so full. <laughs> oh, come on. Feel comfortable. Okay. Your
0: Thank you so much. I am eat. you Enjoy it. <laughs> Thank you so much for a wonderful conversation. I've had a lot of fun talking to you today.
1: Thank you, Tamlin. Thanks for having me. And I really enjoy your program. It's fun.
0: This has been A Bite Out of Bethel.
1: Thanks for listening. Let's eat.